welcome to Conversations with Maggie Lenz. That's me, your host. I'm a photographer obsessed with helping women lead unapologetically. On this show, you will hear not only from me, but from other amazing women who inspire me and are making a difference in the community. What does that mean, leading unapologetically? To me, it's making a difference by leading from a place of authenticity without apologies. In other words, not seeking approval for being who you truly are, what you care for, and value. My goal with this podcast is to inspire and help women develop powerful confidence in themselves and the value they bring to the community and the world as a whole. Whether they are stay-at-home moms, entrepreneurs, pursuing a career, or growing their business. We are bilingual speakers and want to bring value to both the English and Spanish-speaking communities. Some shows will have a Spanish label when we have a Spanish-only speaking guest. Let's learn and grow together. My guest today is Marsha Philman. She is a former Miss United States, a mother, community leader, model, published author, and charity supporter, and activist. She's president of the Adventura Chapters International Association of Women, where she empowers women and the local business community by creating opportunities for all to benefit. She's also a runner. Marsha, welcome to the show. It is so nice to have you here with me. We're going to start out by having you tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you up to these days? Thank you, Maya. It's a pleasure being on your show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, nowadays, uh, because of the COVID crisis, I am working from home most of the time. I do uh, occasionally go into the office, but I would say three weeks out of four weeks out of the month, I am working full time for the federal government in the area of IT. And I've been doing that for 25 years now. It's actually, this will be my 25th year. And I'm kind of seeing retirement close, like the end of the tunnel, like in a, a, a few years from now. So <laughs> I'm at the point of, you know, kind of figuring out what I want to do after working for the federal government. And um, I've been doing a lot of these little things that you've kind of mentioned that I'm, I'm doing right now. And some of it, I'll be doing more of that, or at least plan to do more of that uh, when that time comes. I've actually even have some newer endeavors that have just kind of come upon me in the last two months that um, I'm pursuing this year that I can talk about maybe a little later. But Like right now, I'm still exercising because we actually have more time for ourselves now because of this COVID pandemic. I'm not driving to work all the time. My kids are at school. So I have more time, like that extra hour where I can actually go out and run, where I had to actually try to fit that in somewhere in my day after work or before work before. Now, I might have a, a quick 45 minutes Of, of time in the middle of my day where I can actually go out and do it. So I'm do, still doing that. Um, the races, I, I run races. I have, I've only run once since this pandemic. I've been kind of taking that slow transitioning back into running the races, but um, I'm still doing that because I, I like to stay competitive. Um, those are early morning things too, where I'm not impacting my family too much. And that's really important to me when I do a lot of these endeavors and, and uh, things like that. I try to do it where 
it takes up maybe a time where they're still sleeping and I come back in and they're just having breakfast and I didn't miss very much of their day. Uh, I'm also um, modeling still. As a matter of fact, I've been going to quite a few fittings for a runway show that's actually going on next week. There's the um, Couture International Flower and Fashion Show that's next week at the Boca Beach Club. They're actually looking for models 50 and over. I'm 48. I'm really close to that range, but they they want to show the beauty of women in their 50 and above that they could still uh, do all this. So it's a I great show. Love it. It's I love their concept this year and what they what what they're aiming for to show at this show. The show is sold out already. It's it, it they were sold out at 100 tickets because of the COVID pandemic, but it's going to be a great show for a great charity. It's the 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 charity actually benefits a little community in South America that actually houses um, women that are actually um, going through their personal crises. It could be drug trafficking and things like that, like human trafficking, women that have been battered and things like that. There's a community. It benefits uh, a charity that actually um, helps that that community out and those women out. So um, I'm excited for that. Like those are still going on it. They started jumping in again in December, just this past December, mm. these little modeling jobs, commercials and things like that, that I'm kind of doing on the side. That's keeping me busy and I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, that, that's a beautiful cause. And and so many things that you're doing. And I have so many questions for you. I love that because I think um, women are so beautiful at any stage of their lives. And 40 is the new 20s. <laughs> Absolutely <I'm> 46. True. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, as a matter of fact, I started doing a lot of this stuff right in my 40s. I never did any of this stuff before then. I had my children first and it wasn't until I saw they were becoming a little bit more independent is when I started adding pageantry into my life. I, I was, you know, Miss United States just in 2018. It was just a couple of years ago. And before that was Florida and, you know, get going up the ranks to actually become Miss United States. Um, but, and through the modeling, it was pageantry that got me into the modeling because you're doing um, you, you actually need pictures for your, 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 your pageant program book for the right. website, things like that. So that kind of evolved me into the modeling and into this runway modeling opportunities that I do about four of those a year, especially almost all of them are for charities that I typically do it for where, um, the, you know, I donate my time to actually model for the designers at these charity events and, you know, a lot of times you get a, a lot of benefits yourself. Like you get the pictures, you get right. the recognition, you get, I get to show all that on my Facebook and things like that, but it's, it's benefiting the, the charity that those right. events are actually for. And that was, that was one of my questions that how did you find the confidence to make that transition from IT to modeling at the age of 40. How did you find that confidence? Was it because you started running? Yes, that is exactly how it started. So once my children, once they hit that one-year-old mark, but my second one especially, I have two children. I have a daughter that's now 13 years old and a son that's 11 years old. But once they hit that one-year-old mark, especially the second one, I said, I need time back to myself to actually get myself mm. outside and running again. 
And I actually utilized the time because I breastfed my children for one year of the first year of their lives. So I was pumping (laughs) milk and I was figuring out how much time I was pumping milk throughout the day. And it would take up maybe an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of my day to do that. And once I, they hit that one-year-old mark, I realized I had this hour and 15 minutes now back into my life that I'm going to use towards myself. And I used that time to actually go out and start running and getting myself back in shape like I was before I had my children. And that's really how that all started. And then once I started running for a straight year on my own and I was getting back in shape and, and, um, and feeling good. I was feeling good about myself. I needed that space even to be outside myself and just to clear my mind. I mean, running and it probably just like any activity or sport. If you just have that little bit of time for yourself, you clear your mind and, and you need that mind clearness. You need that time to actually think about other things that you might be interested in doing. You just need that time for yourself to be free and just, and just at the same time, exercising and make yourself feel good in one way or another. So when I started doing that, um, after one year of that, I said, well, you know what, there's all these um, charity races that go on every single weekend in South Florida, except for during the Mm. summer months, but pretty much. And I said, let me not just run here for myself. Let me run for myself, but also benefit a charity at the same time. So I um, started entering usually Saturday and Sunday. They start like at six in the morning, sometimes seven in the morning. And I'm entering these races. And um, I started doing them like every weekend, like one a weekend. Sometimes I did two on a weekend. So I got really heavy into doing the races. And like I said, it kept benefiting me. But most importantly, they were like early in the morning where everyone's sleeping. And I wasn't taking that time, very much time away from my kids while that was going on. But I also have to give credit to my spouse, too, because, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's there with them. And I, I couldn't do any of this without him or someone there for me to actually be there for those kids while I'm out doing these kind of things. So, yeah. And then I started running races. I started running races for several years. Uh, about um, once I got to about the four year mark of running these races. And uh, I said, I, I had a lot of medals too. I have a whole wall of medals. I have like over 300 medals right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. From running the races and, and just getting first, second or third at, at a lot of these races. You know, once I, I started looking up at the medals, I said, what, can, what else can I do with this? What else can I do with me being in, in great shape and feeling great and running for all these charities I've run for the last four years and all the, these accomplishments of all these medals that I have. And for some reason, just the thought entered my mind, how about enter a pageant? Because I never, you know, I never did that before, but it was something I actually always wanted to do back when I was young, like, you know, in my 20, like 20, I wanted to do that. And I just never did. The opportunity just never came up. Um, Mm. There was other transitions going on at that time. And I just never got into it. I lived in an area where of of Cleveland, Ohio, that's where I'm from. Those opportunities weren't as out there like they are actually down Mm. here in Florida. So and and things were a lot harder back then, too. I, I think we discussed this before as well, that, you know, even photography was different back then. You had you have digital photography now that you didn't have back then. You had the film yeah. photography and you had to go to a photographer and they wanted 
to actually charge you a lot of money for the sessions because you're using his their film <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you get the film in strips on a paper to see which ones you wanted and you know for you know <laughs> the pictures you wanted and you had to pick those out and it was which just, one is good <laughs> it was very difficult back then so um but now it, it's it's a lot better it's it's great um we're, we're in good times right now where things yes. have evolved to that I'm sure you've noticed that through your work too, how it's changed from back then to now as well. And I've entered pageantry and um, got into that. And that's why I said I then evolved into uh, modeling and here I am today. Wow, that is so awesome. And that was another question that I have for you. It's how do you empower your passion? I always remember Dr. Wayne Dyer when he said that you find your purpose through service to others. I love how opportunities opened up for you and your service to others. And you follow the dreams you had as a young girl. Which reminds me, you know, of all the things that I wanted to do when I was a a little girl. Uh, Modeling was one of them. And... I remember um, I couldn't do it because of the height and I never grew on that um, aspect, but uh, now I'm doing it through my photography. I sometimes do self-portraiture and I do exhibitions for all the little girls out there and all the young people that want to do it. There there are so many ways that you can model if that's something that you want to do. Um, you don't have to be the model from Victoria's Secret, which I believe it's five eight the height that you're the standard for modeling. Uh, yeah, and I'm five seven, and, and we were always stuck on those kind of things, especially right. back then. Like you know, back in my teens and twenties, it's like I already thought back then from reading magazines and things like that. I was already too old to advance from that point to actually get into that industry. So there was a lot of that, that actually, and it was, it was people that kind of discourage you to do things like that. Mm -hmm. And even magazines and things like that, that just tells you that, you know, you've already missed the bubble and you've already missed that opportunity. And you know, you're, you're all, you're 17 years old and you're already washed up basically in that industry. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't, I shouldn't have let that get to me. Cause I know now that that was not the case back then. There's, there was opportunities where I could have advanced and gone into that route if I wanted to, but I'm actually happy the way my life kind of evolved like it did. Um, I went into other areas. I went to business and that, kind of got me to this point where I'm at now doing those kind of things where, like I said, the opportunities are a lot better now than they were back then. And never think you're too old to do anything. That's kind of my, my biggest thing. Uh, Because, you know, we, we talk ourselves out of certain things. Sometimes, like I said, we read or we listen to other people and we let them talk ourselves out of, but we're not too old to do anything. I've just proven that to myself entering in my first pageant in my forties, you know, I mean, you're, and just going into modeling for the first time through my forties here, like my mid forties even. So and it's still going on. I know people older than me that are just taking off in this industry. So don't let that discourage you in anything you want to do. So you talked about empowering my passion. That was my pageant platform. Uh, that was in, it was to inspire and empower your passion to helping others. And that's what I do with my modeling by um, 
like even this event next week, I'm actually donating my time to be a part of this runway fashion show that they're having next week to benefit this charity and things like that. And like we were talking about before, you always even get a lot back to yourself, even just doing something like that it doesn't have to be monetary, but it actually mm-hmm. could turn into monetary endeavors later on. You just don't know yes. who you're going to meet and, and opportunities that will grow from those opportunities, which always happen as well. But, um, but it's not even just the modeling, it's the running, you know, that like I took my passion of running and actually something I actually did for myself to keep myself together to clear my mind to that it it was my it was my outlet to actually lose weight it was an easy way for me to lose weight and look good and I utilized that passion to actually help out and benefit all those charities that I run for on all the weekends and being out in my community I'm out in my community too everyone's seeing me out there representing my community the charities I mean I'm out there all those mornings doing that Wow, that's amazing. And that's how you network too. For people out there not knowing what to do or how to find opportunities, you look for the opportunities. Uh, if you're just sitting at home waiting, um, it's it's not going to happen. And I know during this time, you know, it's it's really hard. You know, like it, it's been bad for, for a lot of people and businesses too. But yeah, that's how you create opportunities. Um, being out there and helping in the community, doing it for the right reasons. If you're just going to go out there and see what can you get from it, um, you might be disappointed and it might stop you from doing good things for you and for others. Going back to, because you said you're about to retire, and I'm thinking that it's because you've been uh, working for the for the government for a long time. And after a period of time, um, because you're a long, a long way from retirement. You're still a very young woman. <laughs> so, but going back to IT, because I was in the IT world many years ago and I haven't been there in a long time. What were some of your fears or challenges starting out your career as a woman in IT? And how did you overcome those fears and challenges? Yeah, I mean, a lot has changed. Um, but going back from the beginning. When I first started, like right out of college, I went right into the federal government and utilized Mm -hmm. my IT skills right from that point. I would have to say, too, something I've had to do my entire life, not even just in IT, but definitely in IT. But even before then, I feel like women have always had to just always prove themselves to the world. They've always just had to do that. And in the IT industry, especially, because it is a male dominant industry. Mm -hmm. um, When I started, I would say three fourths of my department was men to that one quarter being female. And it might be a little bit uh, like maybe 60, 40 now, but it's still a male dominant industry, at least where I work. And I know it, it is out there as well for the other, other businesses and things like that. And, you know, I just think people, um, especially your customers that you're dealing with, they, if, a, if it's a man coming to their computer to fix something, they just have that automatic trust with them. And then yes. if it's a female, they kind of like, you all, You almost have to like prove your worth and prove your trust and earn that from all your customers. I, I felt I've had to do that my entire, my entire life, not even just with IT, like I was saying. But once you do do that, you show them that you can 
install these computers and fix it. Oh, you have this glitch. You need this driver fixed here. Let me go ahead and take care of that. You do it. And they're like, wow. And then they like rely on you for, you're like their friend for life after that. But it's like, you've had to actually get to that point to do it. Like even for young children, young, young people. Um, I was in seventh grade and I was new to a school and I had to prove my worth. I was, you know, who I was with this new uh, population of students in this new school I was in. And I had a, a project to actually show the class how to do something. And I said, well, let me show them my gymnastics because I was taking private lessons. No one knew I was a gymnast back then. And so I brought a mat into the classroom. We pushed all the desks around and I showed them the basics, gymnastics, some somersaults, front walk over, back over, walk over, back handspring. And then my last grand finale move was a back flip, like a back tuck in the air and land on my feet standing. So, and I did it. And right after that, it's like everyone clapped their hands. It was like, I had to prove my worth in that school. And after that, I was, I became a very popular person after that, but <laughs> those things happen. I think with us women throughout our entire lives, and um, the other challenges in the IT environment, I mean, it, it really, you just always have to be up on your, on everything because technology changes all the time, but all men and women have to be up on that. And you have to just, you know, always know what, what's coming out what the new technologies, practice it, you know, new, new um, software and things like that come out and you have to learn it before you, you teach it to other people and things like that. So those are always um, challenges that actually have happened throughout the entire span of my, my life in it. And you just, um, for, for women, you know, it's, it's, like I said, you just always have to just be up on everything and prove your worth to all your customers and let them know that you know how to do this and be confident about it as well. Always have to prove your worth. Uh, that is so true. Do you have a wellness daily practice to keep you grounded and center? Yeah, basically my daily practice is I just put on my running attire and I go out and I run outside. We have a three mile circle in my neighborhood and I just run mm -hmm. that circle and back to my house. Um, and that is my time to myself where I actually that's the time that grounds me. I kind of like just kind of go off. I'm in my zone at that point. And I just run that entire circle back to my house. And then when I come back to my house, I actually do, um, I spend about an hour. So maybe a little bit less than an hour doing sit-ups in my house as well. Mm -hmm. And, but I kind of, because of the COVID, I stopped going to the gyms. I was going to the gym before I was actually going, doing CrossFit before it. I was leaving my house at 4.20 in the morning to get to five o'clock CrossFit. And I was doing that for like three and a half years. But I stopped that just before the COVID started. And, um, and like I said, I had to do these things while I wasn't um, taking time away from my kids. I needed to be back so I can get my kids off to school and so forth and be around for dinner and things like that. So, you know, you just fit it in wherever you can. But that's my routine now. Now that I'm at the house, I, I kind of have a little more time. I can select basically a, a 45 minute window and I actually can go out and run. And that's what I'm liking about this situation right now. Like sometimes this, the, like I said, we go through transitions all the time. 
And this COVID experience was definitely a transition that we all had to adapt to one way or another. Some, some we, I think in the beginning, we all saw it as a very negative thing. But once you kind of go through yeah. it and figure things out, you see even some of the benefits you have gained in this in this process. And one of them is actually being at home for me right now, working from home and still getting the same salary I, I was making at the courthouse, not having to use up my gas, not having to drive through all that traffic all the time. And, uh, and now I have a little bit more windows where I can actually go out and figure out when I want to run that 45 minutes uh, for that 45 minutes. And do you have a routine at night? How many hours do you sleep? Because you wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I wake up at five. But since COVID and all that, I started waking up at 540 because my kids are doing school from home, the virtual school. So at 540, it's my routine. I do my yoga, meditation, and then I start, you know, prepping for the day. Um, so after my meditation, I do a little bit of priming and then, you know, I start my day. And at night, I try to get off the phone and not use my phone only to read so I can fall asleep because that's another thing I have trouble going to sleep because we have so much things in our heads, like things that we still need to do, but we'll never finish doing because, you know, every day brings its own uh, challenges and, and stuff. But it helps me reading, drinking my tea, um, mm -hmm. And by nine or 10, I try to be already in bed. Do you have a, a, a night routine? Yes, I actually, my night routine is usually because my kids are home from school. I'm usually helping them out with their homework and things like that. And then um, we have dinner and then we, I might just watch a little bit of TV at that time with my kids. Um, and then you know, I go to bed like around nine o'clock and, and mm. I try to get my kids to start getting ready for bed too, because, um, that I do go to bed. That is the time I go to bed around nine 30. I'm usually in bed sleeping. I do, you know, nowadays because of the COVID, I'm not getting up till, um, for the most part, 7am to get my kids up for, to mm. get them off to school and get them their breakfast and everything. And then, then I transition after that, after they leave and the bus picks them up, I, I start getting my work computer and things ready at that time. So, um, because that starts at eight o'clock. So, um, because of COVID, like I said, I'm sleeping in more than I ever had before, which I'm liking. I think that's bringing, um, more bringing my, my, like, I don't look as aged as I thought I did maybe a couple of years ago. I think I'm gaining my, my sleep and my time back. I feel like my youth's coming back to me <laughs> as well. And, um, and that's just another, um, example of how, you know, this pandemic has actually changed my life, but changed it for the better. And you have to actually see those little wins in the process when you have these kind of things placed upon you and take advantage of those when you have it. The gyms being open, but they're limited hours. They have their equipment like half closed down. Like the gym I have or used to belong to have half their stuff bubble wrap. So you don't even... I, I quit all my gyms. I don't go to a gym anymore. And I just work out on my own just to distance myself from everyone. But I'm just doing what I've always done and what I've always loved to do. And it's working for me. As far as meditation, that is pretty much the time I kind of meditate is when I'm out running. 
Um, but I do throughout the day when I'm working, um, I do sometimes have some music playing that's like meditation music, especially if I don't have any phone calls going on at that time or anything I'm like specifically working on or training anybody in anything. I'll watch some Zoom videos that are educational and things like that. I'll fit those in throughout my day of things to actually just bring just new information to me, maybe even just a nugget of information out of the whole hour episode. I might've learned something from it. I just kind of take advantage of those opportunities. There's so many Zoom opportunities out there that are free. And, and those are great opportunities for all of us to actually try to tap into, to actually better ourselves in all different, in all different ways. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I love that. Even though, you know, I'm missing my, my face to face, my shake hands <laughs> and hugs and um, at that networking events. What does beauty means to you? Your perception of beauty might be different from mine, but that doesn't mean that either one of us is right or wrong. And I think that's beauty in itself. Tell me, what does beauty mean to you? Beauty to me comes from the inside and what you project out. I mean, it's, it's all from your heart and what you do, I think, for others. For me, it's what I've done for others, my children, my community, everything I kind of do um, to help others. I think that is beauty, just your inner beauty, too. I think always when you're doing great things, it always shines on the outside of you as well. And people see that they, they reflect on that. They're like, Oh, you know, what is she doing over there? Why, why she's so happy all the time. And that's part of it too. Um, doing things to keep yourself happy. You sometimes you have to make little transitions in your life to actually get to that point. Um, if you're stuck on something, you need a transition, make a change in some way. It could be even the littlest changes can evolve into something big and you don't know it yet. It just happens kind of down the road, but those little transitions um, help you to be, to, to become happy. You need to transition to areas that, um, and do things that inspire you, make you happy, maybe look into things that, um, will make you happy if, if you're not in a happy place in your life. And that to me is, is your beauty, your inner beauty. It's like even you controlling your own life, you standing up for yourself and actually saying, you know, don't let anyone control you. You control your own life. You bring that what you want because you, you're going to benefit from this life from yourself. So you need to actually utilize your own power and empower yourself to do the things you love to do. And let me tell you, that just reflects all over in your life. It, you can actually see the confidence you've built from doing things like that. You're shining, you're glowing. People notice that. And I think it, it's all radiated from what you've built inside, how you view yourself, how you, the things you've done for yourself. And then everyone sees that on the outside. Being unapologetically you, to me, means being true to who you are and what you believe in. Staying true to your own values without the need to shrink in to fit into someone else's beliefs. Some people confuse being unapologetically yourself with being 
uh, rude and unkind and you offer an apology when you are rude or you said something bad to somebody to offend them. But going after your dreams, you don't offer an apology for that. And it all boils down to seeking validation. Is there anything that uh, you are going to stop apologizing for or that you stopped apologizing for that it took you to the next level in your career, in your life? You know, I've, I've never been to the point where I felt like I've had apologized for anything I've done for myself that makes me feel good, that makes me feel, um, usually when I go after something when I want to do something. It's something I really want to do. And I go after it and I don't feel sorry for doing that. I've never felt sorry for doing it. And I don't let anyone control my life to thinking I have to apologize to do those kind of things. I mean, I've done so much, especially in the last like um, eight years that um, I've I've never, I've never felt like I've had to apologize to my husband for doing those things. I've had to I'm actually very happy I've done those things and I've grown throughout the process. And if anything, it's made me feel more beautiful, more confident because I went my own path. I went my own way. You know, I, everything I've done, I mean, there's things I've definitely done where I feel bad to myself for doing it. Like, um, like I, I, I'm, you know, a long time ago when I, um, was in high school, I had a friend, um, talked me into taking notos. And I was then in two weeks, I was like hooked on those things. And then, uh, and then when I had a major gymnastics competition, I said, Oh, this is going to actually make me feel so awake, so alive and things like that. And in that competition, I messed up my knee. I mean, I really tore all the ligaments in my knee and that ruined my whole gymnastics career from that point forward. And I actually, it wasn't even until like later, like years later, I thought back on that and I realized, you know what? It was from taking that, those notas that I, it's a drug basically. I mean, if you think about it, it's a drug and I never touched drugs again after that. I mean, it's a different type of drug. I never, ever smoked or took drug, take any kind of drug ever since then. Cause I think that also, um, if you, if you do things like that to mutilate your body, like that, you, you're taking unnecessary drugs and medicines and smoking, things like that, that's going to help bring you down. That's not going to help your inner beauty. It may, it's going to make your inner beauty worse. And then that, that reflects on the outside of your body. So you have to always learn from these little lessons. If you're going, if you're in those paths, those are things you need to reverse upon yourselves to, for the better. And you'll notice as soon as you do things like that, more and more greater and better opportunities are going to come your way and more positive things are going to enter into your life. And you'll be so happy you put that behind you because you're not even looking back anymore. You're looking ahead at all these great things that are coming your way when you can get out of those kind of situations. Yes. And even yesterday, whatever you did yesterday, it's, it's gone. You cannot change what you did yesterday. Even tomorrow, you, you don't know what set of challenges that's going to bring. So um, staying in the present moment, I, I think that's one of the of the ways. And my goodness, it's so true what you said about um, any type of drugs. Um, they give you an instant uh, rewarding as soon as that wears out. 
I mean, you're back to life. So it's like you cannot run away from from your problems. You need to take responsibility. And sometimes it's really hard to be an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I go back to uh, your childhood. Uh, but I'm I'm so happy being who I am and and being in the present moment. In the 40s, it's so much fun. What will you tell other women who are struggling to love themselves? Yeah, and I know there's a lot of women out there struggling. And especially during this time, there's a lot of women that are out of work right now. And, and maybe they're out of work too across the whole country because unlike our area, but they live in areas where the kids are still home from school. They've been at home for a year and a half now from school. Not that that's a a problem. I mean, there was actually some benefit to that because I was like, that was the closest I've ever and longest time I've ever had with my children being a working mother. And they were always in daycare. They were always in school. But now I kind of said during that one that those, those months that they were home, you know, we're actually spending more time together than we ever did before. And you always have to look at those little positives that you have in those situations, because you were in this space right now, but this is going to go away and they are going to go back to school. (laughs) And, and you are going to, at some point in time, go back to work and, um, and be making that money again and things like that. But, but like I said, this was a transition that was forced on us, but you always got to look at those little wins throughout it as well. And yes, women are struggling. But like I said, I think the best way is, I mean, there was there was points in time I was struggling too, when especially during this pandemic. But you always have to see what those little positive things are that are going on and bring those to light and say, oh, yeah, you know what? you know, I am saving money on gas. I'm actually saving a lot of money being at home. I can cook my, I can cook more often now than I never used to be able to do before. Find a hobby too. This is like the time when you're at home and you got all this time to yourself, quite possibly utilize this time to actually think of what you want to do with your life. What, what, even just start off even exercising if you're not even doing that, because that's kind of the start. I think at least it was to me to getting me to feel good again. And like you said, the meditation and things like that, get into something like that. That's going to free those negative thoughts and maybe issues and problems that you have going on right now in your mind. Those need to be let go for a little while. You need to actually bring some peace into your life and figure out how you can do that. Uh, If there's a hobby you've always wanted to do, if there was a business endeavor you want to get into, you can start on that right now. This is like the time where you can do all your planning because once everything kind of comes back to normal again, then you can start launching that business and hopefully it'll take off. So there's, like I said, you always need to find the little advantages that are going on in the situation you have at hand. And they're always out there. It's just another way of looking at your situation. I love it. And that's how I started the podcast. Going back to my web designing years, that was when podcasts were not even popular. And they were starting out in 2004. And I was following, you know, all the podcasts coming in. And that's how I was getting um, up to date with the tech world and entrepreneurship and all that stuff. And I always said, oh, my God, that would be nice, you know, to have my own talk show. As a kid, that was one of my things. 2020, I started, you know, digging, digging in, looking for ways to how to start a podcast. And it, it takes a lot of work. And a lot of your time. 
it takes a lot of discipline. And discipline, I believe it's the key to um, anything in life. You have to find the time, like you said, you, you have to find that time to put that in your schedule. If you don't put it in your schedule, it's never going to happen. And that's how I, the podcast uh, came to life. And just reaching out to all the women that inspire me um, in the community, you know, and that I believe they're doing awesome things in their lives, like yourself. I met you uh, many years ago when I was starting now in my photography. I lost that fear because I built my confidence to, because one of the things was, what if nobody likes my accent? What if I don't find the words that I can bring out the best in people? Because that's one of the things that you have to be aware of what you're asking and how you're um, communicating with other people. And that's why I became a member of the Toastmasters Club. Oh. And that's a whole nother show, but I became a member at the end of 2019. And that also built my confidence to, you know, for the opportunity um, of the podcast. So there's always a way, like there's always a way for you to do something. I really love the confidence that you have as a woman in your 40s being a model. And in the IT world, I, I feel like we have so many things in common. And I love all the uh, tips that you gave uh, to the audience. And with that, I don't want to take any more of your time because I know you're a busy, busy woman. <laughs> can you tell everyone how they can connect with you? Sure. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can go to my website at www.marshafeldman.com. You can also Google Marsha Feldman and a lot of my uh, information will be right there on the top. Uh, but you can also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, my handle is at Mrs. Feldman, W-O-A. And you can reach out to me as well and follow me. And those are usually the main, the, my main um, contact point. Um, maybe come to our women's group one day when we start going back to the, the in-person meetings. I would love to have you as my guest one day. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Send me information about that. I, I was looking um, on that. I believe you have it on your website because I'm right now I'm your, on your website. Um, is there a link there uh, for the women? Yeah. Actually, uh, the website is www.iawomen.com. You can go oh, okay. there. Yeah, and you can just take a look of all, you know, of what this organization has to offer. It's, it's all over. It's worldwide, but we have lots of chapters all over the entire United States. And I encourage women to take a look at that if you're looking for an outlet to actually meet other women and, just, and even just... Um, if you want a mentor into your life, or if you want to mentor other women, or even just um, create business opportunities between the women and the speakers that we bring in um, for all the events. And um, I always have my events at the local businesses around in my area. So there's always networking opportunities with those businesses as well that I incorporate to those meetings. So thank you very much. I'd love to have, see you all uh, come out and hopefully um, join a, a wonderful women's organization or anything you're interested in doing just to just to get out and, and see what's out there and, and just um, just shine, just make yourself shine out there. And I actually want to extend a, a coupon code to anyone who's interested in joining IAW. 
It's P-E-L-6249. If you use that, that'll save you money off your membership. Uh, for uh, We have three membership levels. You can take a look at those levels, but I think you would get like somewhere near $100 off your membership with that membership code. So oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate this opportunity. No, thank you. And um, all your information will also be on the show notes. Thank you so much, Marsha. And you have a beautiful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and family and consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell us what you think on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Mayi Lens and on Facebook page Conversations with Mayi Lens. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, talk to you soon.